Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Action Action, the action movie podcast that watches all the action movies. We put them on our list, <laughs> and it uh, continues to get longer. Continues uh, to kinda... continues to di- we continue to disappoint ourselves <sighs> with these rankings somehow. I uh, yes, <laughs> the last episode, Crank. I, I'm ready to throw the list out. <laughs> crank okay. went, Crank went above Commando. Yeah, it's too much. And Predator. And Predator. Oh, well. Um, so controversial (laughs) anyways. Uh, Hey, um, I got my pal, my, uh, my, uh, podcast colleague, (laughs) if you will, uh, Dustin, that's me. That's the HR approved language right there. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hey, we're a part of the BFOP network, uh, where you got shows like comics underground and, Return, Revenge, Resurrection. Hell yeah. And people don't forget. And, you know, throwback trivia takedown, I guess. Maybe. Talking Back, Podcast Sunny After Dark. Yeah, yeah. We got Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We got Blast From Our Past. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Question mark? Question mark? Sure, why not? Check them all out. You know, I mean, if nothing else, you can check out the back episodes of uh, Blast from Our. Oh Blast. yeah, hell yeah! But you know, to check out our back issues, you got to go on to the old uh, Patreon behind the paywall. Yeah, first two hundred episodes. We're so greedy. We want three dollars a month from you so yeah. that you can listen to fork your- <laughs> it over to it's hours, hundreds of hours of content. Yeah, to over two hundred <laughs> hours of content. Uh, but you know what? Hey, we're uh, we're moving on. We're uh, we watched this week. We watched Last Man Standing with our pal Bruce. Bruce Bruno. But before we get to that, let's do a little segment we call Sink or Swim, Seek or Destroy. Dustin. All right. Lay it on me. Well, first I'll hit you up with some some TV. Been watching some TV. Okay. Uh, let's see. I finished the latest season of Fargo. That was great. Mm-hmm. I, I watched the entire thing of Reacher since we last spoke. Okay, the yeah. Entire second season. Okay, yeah. So I want to know. I want to hear it because I'm I finished. I'm done mm-hmm. the second season as well, and I got opinions. Yeah, yeah. A lot of opinions. Um, overall, I would say that I enjoyed it, but it was definitely a step, a big step down. I think from the first season for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um. The thing that kept me into it was he's very enjoyable as the character 
And the action is pretty good for the most part on that show, right. especially the hand-to-hand stuff more than the, the shooting stuff. But like it, it always surprises me because the show is very cheesy. It feels like a mainstream network television show for most of it. But then it'll have like pretty brutal violence that seems or it seems even more brutal because it's contrasted against this very, uh, you know, cheesy writing and cheesy mostly acting from a a large part of the cast and stuff uh i think the reason i didn't like it as much as the first season well i think there's a bunch of reasons but the writing was not as good not that the first season was like amazingly written or anything but you had only a few characters to worry about in the first season right and here there was like this whole team of people and you know they weren't all the best actors and there wasn't enough in the writing to sort of make you Love, you know, they kept doing these flashbacks to try to get you to fall in love with these people, and it didn't really totally work for me. Uh, Neely's fine because we we say we saw her in the first season and everything, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, the whole team thing didn't work too much for me. And there's a there's a whole bunch of other stuff, but I want to hear what you thought. Okay, so I'm gonna do a John disclaimer. Um, I've never like written anything that's been on TV <laughs> or created anything that people want to watch. So. Mm. I'm just a piece of shit. Okay, guys. (laughs) Um, That being said, I thought the writing was absolute garbage on this show. Uh, It was so bad. It it was so bad. Like, I just, I almost couldn't handle it. When lines (laughs) were delivered or they were trying to push certain things, like... In an investigation, details matter, James. (sighs) They fucking do matter. (laughs) And apparently, what kind of cereal someone needs to eat... (laughs) In what particular order is a big fucking deal. Okay. And I just, I found like that especially stuck out of like, okay, you got her in like Fruit Loops shirts and stuff like that. Like, you know, Transformer trying stickers. To, uh, trying to make some, like, some character choices, I guess. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. You just seem like a fucking loser. Like that was maybe. She, was the, she found the little girl because she knew about video games. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I just, it was so cheesy and over the top. And I also felt like they made Reacher look really dumb, like really dumb. They Because the the team is like saying all these things, poking fun at him. Things that in the first season we found charming Mm -hmm. about him, Mm -hmm. right? Simple guy, all these things. They make him seem dumb, like an idiot, yeah, well, there's some things that he does in this season where he seems like uh, maybe like on the spectrum. Like <laughs> right. there's like just you know, he there's he goes from being idiosyncratic to being like like the way that he <laughs> I mean, although some of it I thought was funny, like the way he reacted to that girl taking the one chocolate bar that he wanted and stuff like that. Um <laughs> I still enjoyed him in the part. But yeah, the writing, and it's like I say, the first season, it's not like it was amazingly written. Like, it's a dumb show. It's a dumb show. To start with. Okay, so <laughs> so I've been talking with John about Reacher, and we kind of are on the same page. Like, there are things I like. The super violent stuff, mm-hmm. I, I love. Snapping that guy's fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love the, the last yeah, episode like the where he just, like, kills everyone. Like I do like how little compunction he has about killing yeah. people. Yeah. in the show so it's like um, it's like it's a criminal minds except they just like brutalize no, people they just don't fucking care um so i did listen john sent me an episode of um the watch 
podcast. Okay. And so they had Jason Manzukis on. And so he loves Reacher. Mm. And what he said makes sense to me. He said, this season seems like an episode or a season like three or four where we've right. seen Reacher go on a bunch of mm-hmm. adventures. And now you have like a coming together with this team to like reset. Right. Yeah, yeah. It is weird because they skipped the, you know, the first season was based on the first book of the series, the Reacher right. novels. And then this season was based on like the 11th book in the series. So I was like, they really jumped ahead there and just was like, fuck, fuck all this other stuff. I don't know. Um, I just, I was really looking forward to him just entering another small town mm -hmm. and doing the same thing. And then, yeah, season three, I could totally see it. Like they do something like this or season four. You got to broaden it a little bit. It's just like, you know, when he goes into a convenience store and buys clothing off the rack and somehow it fits him perfectly. <laughs> He's a massive dude. It, it, it just seems well, it's weird. America. It's made, those shirts are made for big fat guys. They just happen to I, fit in a big muscle guy. <laughs> yeah. And, and they just fit in all the right places. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There was a lot of cheese. I mean, another thing that, you know, was pretty laughably bad in a lot of scenes in this season and probably in the first season too, really was, like the background actors, like the people in very small parts that are meant to be like criminal underground people right. or biker gang people. Right. None of them feel remotely authentic no. for even a second. No. There's the guy doing the deal with the, the terrorist guy who wants the weapons and talking about, oh, I didn't even know what, uh, you know, bond stock, you know, whatever he's talking about this shit, but he's like, but just none of these people feel believable as criminal underground people at any point, really. Then you had the whole thing with this terrorist guy that was a very underwhelming conclusion to that storyline at the end. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, I kind of like how they just kill him, but at the same time, it's like you built this guy up this whole season and then not like he's just nothing. But anyway, um, Overall, you know, I've had enough fun with it that I will watch another season. Oh, I'll watch another season. There's definitely a lot of problems with it. I'm definitely going to watch another season. I just find like, um, I think it's just like, like you said, like none of the background actors kind of worked. But I think it's because like these shows, everything is so clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything looks very clean. And I don't like I hate it. But also somehow cheap at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's Anyways. the it's a stream it's just the streaming reality we live in. This is what these Fucking things look sucks, like. Sucks, man. Um, but also for TV, I uh, I watched the first episode of the new season of True Detective. Oh, that, okay. That was interesting. Cold setting. You got Jodie Foster, uh, John Hawks is in there. Um, Should I watch it? Yeah. Well, I'd be curious to see what you think. Have you seen any of the True Detective seasons? No. Well, it's another one of those anthology kind of shows where you don't need to have seen the other seasons to watch it. But um, Interesting first episode. They seem to be going in a supernatural direction, which none of the other seasons had. So I'm kind of curious about that. Okay. But maybe that's just like, maybe you're just meant to think that. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But it kind of had some thing thing vibes going on in this first episode. Oh, nice. So kind of interesting. And I also started uh, Gen V, the spinoff of The Boys. That's on Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Watched the first couple episodes of that, and that's pretty good so far. Hmm. Continues in the same quality level, I'd say, of the boys with the writing and everything. And well, the, that's good. And the grossness and the brutality and all that stuff. So, okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, so I'm, uh, it's only eight episodes, too, so I'm going to try to watch all of that. Yeah. But yeah, but movie-wise, I do have some movies. Okay. 
I watched The Pack, which is a movie from the 70s uh, about uh, people living on this sort of vacation island. It's like a fishing kind of destination sort of place. There's a pack of wild roving dogs left behind by various tourists who didn't want to take them home. Sweet. <laughs> and they are like a, now a mad yeah. band of dogs that attack people. And uh, so it's like an animal attack movie. It was pretty well done, actually. Joe Don Baker in the lead. Uh, pretty fun. The dog attacks look fucking hella real and, and intense in the movie. I'm not sure how they filmed that. Probably just got dogs <laughs> to attack people, I think, in this. In this. That's nice. what it looks like. Um, but yeah, pretty well pretty well done. I <laughs> uh, watched an, 80, an obscure 80s slasher called Fatal Games about a bunch of um, high school kids that are training for Olympics. And somebody starts murdering them with a javelin. Sweet. <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not the greatest. It's pretty cheap. Um, but there's some decent kills and plenty of nudity. So if you feel like an 80s slasher, it's going to check off at least some of the boxes. Uh, I watched from the '90s this movie called The Doom Generation. Um, you ever see that? I've cover seen art? that cover. Yeah, so it's Rose McGowan. I think maybe one of her first things that she ever did. Uh, James Duvall, a couple other people, and then like a lot of people show up in small parts, like Margaret Cho, Nikki Cad is in this, is John's favorite. Perry Farrell from fucking uh, Jane's Addiction is like a store clerk in one scene parker posey there's all these 90s kind of people that pop up this is like one of those like young people on the road kind of like a little bit natural born killers like they're sort of into meth and they sort of all have start having like a love triangle thing with each other and Mm kind of murdering people on the way but not really on purpose just sort of happens there's a scene in the corner store where they murder a guy and like his head gets blown off and it still keeps like talking afterwards. <laughs> it's a really weird movie. Okay. So fucking nineties that it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, oh yeah. It's just dripping mm. in nineties. It was it was pretty entertaining. And it's very short. It's like eighty minutes or something like that. Yeah. So uh and then I watched Bottoms. This is from last year as comedy. Um it's this is like a movie about these two girls, high school friends. They're both lesbians, and they both are trying to get with like the hot cheerleaders at the school, okay. who aren't necessarily gay. Um, and they are trying to f- find ways to attract their attention. They end up starting a fight club for girls at their high school as like an ex- after-hours like ex- extracurricular thing. This is the funniest movie I've seen in a long time. Really, I fucking laugh my ass off at this movie, and it's like this weird, absurd world where things get more and more unrealistic like as it goes interesting um it's rachel senat who she made this movie called shiva baby that she starred in as well and she wrote this one as well i think or co-wrote it and then uh the other main lead is ao edaberry who is from the bear oh yeah 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 and she's really hilarious in this as well um yeah, I had a great time with this movie. Check out The Bottoms. It's on Amazon Prime. Okay, um, cool. Or just Bottoms, sorry, not The Bottoms. And then uh, I watched Detox, with Sylvester Stallone, also known as I See You. I-E-Y-E, I See You. I saw this a long time ago. Such a good idea for a movie. So terribly executed. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is an FBI agent. This is not an action movie. It's like a thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2002. He... His wife is killed by this like serial killer that he's chasing 
and he becomes an alcoholic and he uh, like slashes his own wrists and then he's sent to go to this his buddy is an fbi agent sends him to this special detox center that's run by a former cop and all the people there are law enforcement who are dealing with different shit and it's like in this bunker in the middle of nowhere during this crazy blizzard and all the people in this are like people you know from stuff like uh charles s dutton is his buddy chris christopherson is the one who's running the therapy at this place uh jeffrey wright is in this playing a crazy like narco agent who has like a scar on his face and he his whole his face is like all hitched <laughs> to the side and he talks out of the side of his mouth and stuff okay nice um robert patrick you know t1000 is in this who we just also saw in reacher uh, Tom Berenger, like Stephen Lang from like the fucking Avatar movies, like yeah. everyone in this is somebody. And this movie is like pretty bad. Robert Prosky, Sean Patrick Flannery. Anyway, um, such an interesting setup. And it's like okay, it turns out, and then the cops start getting killed. And it's like one of them is the serial killer that Stallone was after before, right. that killed his wife or his fiance or whatever. Um, so it all sounds good on paper, but then it's just really badly written, really badly directed and edited the way it's put together. This was a new cut of it, I guess. The one like back in the day, it just started with him going to the to the facility and then in back like flashbacks, they showed the first part of the story with him after the killer. This changes that, but I don't think it really helps the movie any. Yeah. Uh, it's a mess of a movie, just such an interesting setting and idea, but I, it's one I'd almost want you to watch so you could like come back at me with like <laughs> all the ways you would fix it. Right. Uh, last movie I'll mention is dream scenario from last year starring our man, Nick Cage. Okay. This was an interesting movie. I haven't yeah, seen that one. So he is a, a college professor, just a, just like a kind of a nobody nerdy kind of guy oh he appears in people's dreams yes right? he appears in people's dreams and it's this weird phenomenon he always shows up in all these different people's dreams and they're like well, why is this happening and he, he tries to sort of use it as a launching pad because he wants to get this book out about the sort of stuff that he teaches about right but then things get increasingly weirder and weirder like he starts murdering people in their dreams and nobody wants anything to do with him and <laughs> like he's like a social pariah and all this stuff <laughs> and there's like the strain it puts on his marriage and family and all this right. kind of stuff really interesting movie felt a lot like a charlie kaufman type movie like adaptation or something which also had nick cage yeah um or like it being john malkovich something like that uh i really enjoyed it i, I don't think it's amazing but it's definitely worth a watch and nick cage is fantastic in it so cool that's a lot of shit i just watched sorry yeah go ahead james what, uh, what do you got for me all right like i said i watched reacher finished that and then uh i watched the first episode of uh monsieur spade oh yeah right you were sh- send us a thing about that yeah um i love it mm. i i think it's great i i love the setup the episode um i just love the feel of it all it's like a you know, like I love Perry Mason, right? I love that era. I love mm-hmm. that that storytelling. It's like an old timey right? detective show. So I I like what they do with Spade in the first episode because they just kind of like and it's Clive Owen, right? That's yeah. Spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta check this. And after. they just they like break him down, like they put him in such a like he's getting uh, like a checkup by the doctor, so the doctor's sticking his finger up his butt. 
you know, <laughs> they just kind of bring him down, like totally degrade him. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just love the setup that they're like, you know, he's old. There's all these stories about how he used to be somebody really big and he used to do a lot of things. But there's a lot of like people are kind of somewhat challenging like, are those stories even real? Mm. So it's it's really interesting. And then the first episode kind of ends with like a big like, okay, this shit's gonna be yeah. popping. So yeah, I, um, yeah I, I really like it. Uh, I just love that style. So, um, so I would say check that out. And then uh, I also started. Uh, with my wife, we were looking for a show to start, so I started Succession. Oh, here we go. So, so I'm three episodes in. Uh, it's pretty entertaining. Um, I'm not going to be coming on here being like, "Oh, Succession, Succession," but we'll see. <laughs> you know, sucked into Succession. It's very entertaining. Uh, I think there's only like three seasons, so yeah, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so that that's it for. TV shows, um, and then you know I've started watching hockey again. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I didn't have the channels for a while, so now. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been watching. Uh, actually, my, me and my old man went to a local game here the other night. Oh too. yeah, nice. So that was fun. That's fun. Those games are fun. It was. It was the night after the snow. It was the, like the, oh. day, the day of the big snowstorm. So there was like 200, 300 people there in the five thousand <laughs> nice. <seat arena. laughs> Sweet. Uh, so movie wise, I watched Barbie with my kids. Uh, they quite enjoyed it. Uh, and it's a fun movie. I I quite enjoy it. I like it. Uh, and then we watched so that we did like a double feature that we, then we watched, uh, men in black. Oh yeah. Uh, that was fun. That's a fun movie. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, first one, especially. Yeah. And the kids really enjoyed it. So we already watched men in black too since then. So do not watch the uh, Chris Hemsworth one. That was okay. so fucking bad. <laughs> I think that's like the fourth one. <laughs> okay. It's really bad. Uh, and then also watch The Great Mouse Detective. Classic. Fucking banger. Uh, quite enjoyed that. Radigan? Radigan. <laughs> uh, pretty much all bangers. No uh, destroys yeah. this week. So that's about it, really. Um I mean, that's kind of quite a bit for me, actually. Yeah, that is. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to this week's movie. This is my pick. This is uh, 1996, Last Man Standing. Let's hear a trailer. I was coming through Texas on my way to Mexico. I needed some time to hide out. I should have known better. Didn't take too long before it started. Not a good idea to be looking at Mr. Doyle's girl that way. I seem to remember a guy once told me this is a free country. Now you're free to go. Two bootlegging gangs from Chicago took over this town. You got Strazzi and the Italians on one side and Doyle and his Irish boys on the other. Maybe I could make some money. Well, you came to the right place, sir, because everybody here is making a lot of money. His name's Smith. At least that's what he says. Did you get that car of yours fixed yet? It's hoping maybe you could help me pay the damages. I guess maybe you'll have to kill me. It'll hurt if I do. How would you like to kill Strathy? I figure you for the kind of guy who goes to the highest bidder. A thousand dollars, Mr. Doyle. Nobody's worth that much. 
shot some of our guys. Yes, I did. Once it deserved it. Nothing personal. All right, so 1996, Last Man Standing. So we got we got old Bruce Willis. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Dern, William Sanders, Christopher Walken. Our man David Patrick Kelly, oh, Sully. Yeah. Sully, fuck the man. Michael Imperioli is in this thing from Sopranos. There's a lot of great people. There's in a this. lot of great people. Um, so a drifting gunslinger for hire finds himself in the middle of an ongoing war between the Irish and the Italian mafia in a prohibition era ghost town. So this is Western meets mobsters. Yeah. Like it's got, it's definitely got a lot of Western feel. I, cause of the abandoned town thing. I, I find this movie hilarious. Yeah. Like right off the get go, because I just, I can imagine somebody pitching this movie and it's like, okay, you know, you know how like Westerns, you have like a guy comes into town and he just like starts killing people and he's like, you don't know if he's a good guy, a bad guy, like what's he doing? It's all about money. Yeah. But what if he, what if we're, they're mobsters and it's like the thirties. Well, that's the, that is the pitch, right? Cause it's Walter Hill who, you know, we've seen a few of his movies on the show 48 hours the driver uh and uh extreme prejudice um but he's just taking yojimbo the samurai film which was already redone as a fistful of dollars by sergio leone and he's just doing it again like for a third time kind of thing the same story but it's it's a fun setup right to like i mean i like this setup it's a fun setup i find it very odd though watching the movie being like uh, like I, I found myself thinking, okay, this is like a Western town that they normally film Westerns in. It's so weird that there's like mobsters, like gangsters in it. Yeah. I mean, they give you script reasons for that, right? Like, and I instantly was like, okay, where's the gas station? <laughs> yeah. They all right? have cars. Right. Like. There's things that aren't making sense to me be just because of the setting. I mean, I, I guess we're supposed to assume like, okay, there's a guy who runs a bar that's still here. There's an undertaker still running a business. There's a there's a mechanic. So maybe there's also a fucking gas station somewhere in this shitty burg. Never uh, shows it. It never shows it yeah. because they don't fucking have one. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't bother with it. Um, I don't know. This is a weird one. So I was having a hard time figuring out what the fuck I was going to pick. So I just happened to come across this weird movie. And <laughs> well, this is like, as I told you, this is a movie I went and saw in the theater because Bruce Willis was my fucking dog. Right. I yeah. loved everything. I would go to every single Bruce Willis movie that came out. Right. So I remember going to this and uh, I quite liked it when I saw it back as a teenager. I think I was in high school when I saw this. And then, um, I liked it to the degree as a teenager that I wrote what you could now call like fan fiction. Basically, I wrote like a sequel story to this movie, <laughs> like handwritten <laughs> a sequel story. What's the sequel to this? I don't remember what I wrote anymore. I mean, I remember just writing it that and I was like writing these action scenes where he's blowing guys away and stuff. <laughs> right. OK. Um I think it's a funny, it's a weird movie in a lot of ways. The pacing is weird, really strange. Um, the feel of the movie, like there's something about it that feels like it gets bogged down at times. 
uh, I do love the action sequences when they happen, but there's not enough of them. There should be at least two or three more shootouts in this movie because the shootouts yeah. themselves are pretty fucking awesome. They're pretty awesome. And I mean, I, it's funny. It's Walter Hill. Who's already well established himself as an action director at this point when he made this movie, yeah. but he's definitely taken a page out of fucking John Woo in this thing. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know, those guys, so Bruce Willis rolls into town, his car is fucked up, he wants to get it fixed, and while he's here, he sees an opportunity to make money by playing these gangs against each other. His car and, was uh, fine yeah, it was when fine. he they, rolled they, they, into right, town. They kick his headlight out. Because they, they he looks at the boss's girl. Right, they're bringing the boss's girl across the street. Shouldn't be looking at Mr. Doyle's girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he goes back to, to fuck these guys up, and he basically has a gunslinger draw with this guy who's like one of the Irish mobsters like top guys yeah and when he shoots the guy I love it he goes like fucking flying out of the door oh I love that rolling away like a goddamn tumbleweed down the street I love that you see that later on in the movie too when he's blowing guys away they just fly when a bullet hits one of these dudes they're fucking there's like a fucking zip line that pulls them like out a window or whatever but (laughs) but it's not even like just pull them out of a window we're gonna pull them out of the window we're gonna pull them across the street yeah yeah. he's gonna fly and roll and tumble i love it and he just keeps shooting them a lot of the times like they're they've got to be dead but he puts like seven eight twelve fucking bullets into them you gotta make sure pretty wonderful when that when that stuff happens but a lot of the movie is him doing the playing against each other which i didn't mind that either because they do have a good cast like all the parts are pretty much played by people you know from other movies yeah oh yeah um i thought the stuff with leslie mann as the prostitute is pretty funny when he goes to see her at the at the bar and then they're having sex upstairs she just keeps talking to him non-stop like even (laughs) while he's like plowing away she's just like oh yeah and then i wanted to do this but blah 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 this happened and then of course the guy comes in to try to kill him like assassinate him for shooting that that other guy and he like rolls off naked and (laughs) blows these guys away too um so there's a lot of fun there's a lot of fun shit in it yeah Uh, but you know (laughs) i i find this story like okay so these these two rival gangs like yeah, which just seems odd that there's two rival <laughs> have gangs that <laughs> in this ghost town, um, but also that these gangs are so fucking stupid that. Well, they... I think I think we're supposed to think that it's a ghost town because these two gangs have sort of driven everyone away. Yeah, I, I understand that, but like, okay, so, but these gangs are so dumb that they each hire him to yeah. get the other gang, but. Like it's so they see him as like a a, a pawn, a, a chess piece that they can use to win their I, yeah. their war. Right? I guess they just think they're so much smarter than everyone else. Yeah, that oh, we're gonna use this gunslinger. Like oh, if you're working for us, we're, we'll definitely win. Well, and it, it's written in a very you know pulpy dime store novel kind of yeah. old gangster type of thing so like the voiceover has this you know you know it's cheesy but it's fun um and yeah it's not like it's not a really sharp script in those respects like it's just like hey this is the setup let's watch the things but i i love i love the voiceover and the pulping oh yeah no it's it's so it it because a lot of the times it doesn't work but i feel like this movie goes so far that it yes. becomes good again. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I, I do like all that stuff and I like how stupid 
it all really is, like how <laughs> ridiculous it is. Um, it is kind of just a fun. Yeah, pulpy, it's just a fun, dumb movie, right? Like, yeah. It's funny because it's, you know, it, it had a major release and it has big actors in it, but it feels like a much smaller kind of a production. And I mean, it is to an extent, like they didn't obviously spend a lot of money going, they shot on some back lot, whatever Western town that they've used for a hundred movies, I'm sure. Right. But, and you have this, you know, kind of cheesy script, but it works for what it is. But then you have like fucking Christopher Walken in here and like Bruce Willis, who was a big star at this time still, uh, in your, in your leads. And, uh, I don't know. It's just fun that they got these guys in this kind of you know pulpy movie to do this kind of stuff and bruce willis is fucking perfect in this part i think yeah like he's he's kind of smart smarter than everybody else he's cool like he's he's got the coolness down on this like Mm -hmm. he's not rattled by anything you know you meet when he meets hickey finally and he's like oh i like that orphanage story because he's been told about hickey which is christopher walken's character about how He's like murdered yeah. all the kids in the orphanage when he was little and all this stuff. Yeah. There's just a lot of fun stuff. I'm walking, man. I just, he's awesome. He's so good. He's so good. <laughs> okay. So I didn't realize. So like you said, this movie, uh, like a fistful of dollars is a retelling of the story. The yeah, Yojimbo, Yojimbo, yeah. uh, which itself is based on the Dashiell Hammett's 1927 novel, Red Harvest. Okay, well, which, that I didn't know. Which, funny enough, I'm currently reading. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm over halfway through. Pretty sure I got, yeah, it's on the shelf right up, right up there. I haven't it, read it though. That's hilarious because I'm, I'm halfway through reading it. Wow. Um, because the reason why I'm reading it is because uh, Scott Frank the uh the screenwriter who is writing and directing monsieur spade okay had always wanted the rights to red harvest and he he's got the rights now. okay so he's gonna do so it. he wants so to we're gonna see movie. we're gonna see another iteration of this story then so, so that's, that's that's interesting so we had a gangster story that was adapted into a samurai film was adapted into a western then back to being a gangster film although probably a little different than i'm sure the novel so what's funny is it's like you know this movie is probably the closest to the pulpiness of red harvest for sure because red harvest is like as pulpy as you fucking get yeah like it's it's amazing right so Now you're inspiring me. I got I've had this Dashiell Hammett hardcover thing on my shelf for years that has like five of his novels in it. Yeah. And I've just never gotten around to cracking it open. So there's another one. Um, so there's Red Harvest, and then I think the second one is The Dame or something like that. It's like the second one in that series of the the Continental and okay. Investigation Company. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah so. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, you're gonna have to let me know how you what you think of that when you're done. Because uh, well, so far I'm loving it, and I'm over halfway through. So, nice. yeah. uh, I need some inspiration to read something. I get caught in my like my three or four genres that I'm always reading. Right, and it's like yeah, I read a, I read a quite a bit of crime stuff, but it's more like modern thrillers or modern cop procedural things. Right, and and I kind of have let some of that stuff go by the wayside. So. 
be fun to sort of spice it up and you know read reading is new to me <laughs> and uh yeah, so I'm far <laughs> so far it's it's doing me good so yeah. yeah uh but yeah anyways so this movie i don't know how to talk about this movie because it's it's not like it's amazing, but I like it in a way that well, it's, it's just, just a fun kind of cable movie or a fun yeah. Oh, yeah, Saturday totally. afternoon kind of movie. Like totally, it's not a top tier film or anything. It's just a fun slab of popcorn stupidness. I don't know. Like it's so bizarre though. Like that's <laughs> the thing. Like it is one of those movies where you you watch it on cable and you're like, what the fuck? Like how like. <laughs> How is this even in existence? Like, this is so weird. But um, then all the performances are really good. Michael Imperioli as the the nephew of the Italian or cousin of the Italian boss. Um, the Italian boss is played by Ned Eisenberg, who's a very recognizable actor as well. Uh, yeah. From a lot of stuff. Um, that whole relationship and the way that he plays them off of each other. Yeah. And, uh, you know, William Sanderson is a lot of fun as the bar owner. You know, he, you know him from Deadwood and a lot of other shit as well. Actually, you know, William Sanderson, the last thing he was in on a episode was Hologram Man. <laughs> he was the computer hacker guy. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, David Patrick Kelly, of course. I love that he's like obsessed with this Mexican woman that he's basically stolen from her country to be his like girlfriend. Uh. He's so obsessed. And he's he's an interesting kind of character because he's like, he thinks he's done her some sort of favor. Yeah. He's like, I just took her away from her shitty life in Mexico. She's married to some wetback and she had a, all he ever gave her was a kid. <laughs> he says like, as if that's some shit, like, yeah, like she would be happy to come away from her child so that she could be his like. Yeah, and he's like, Poor. I gave her nice dresses. and Yeah, as if that was better than her child. <laughs> it's very odd. Like, even at the end, he's still He's obsessed. Like, yeah, he's like, we could go find her in Mexico. He's like, He wants her back so mad, badly. I found that a really interesting, like, a way to go in the script. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe that was even just the performance. But I don't know. That was kind of an interesting quirk of this character. Um, well, it's very fitting for him. I mean, yes, yes, he's perfect in that. He's part perfect as the little guy that's running that, that the <laughs> Irish mob. Um, uh, and awesome. then you have Bruce Dern as the sheriff, and he's funny in this, and just like he doesn't do shit. <laughs> like when Bruce Willis first comes to see him after they trash his car, he's like, "Yeah, I seen it right out in the street." He's like, "You know what I'm gonna do about it? Not a goddamn thing." <laughs> You got, you got to watch out for yourself in this town. Uh, He's just on the take and stuff. But then, I don't know. There's like a weird script flipped there later in the, the movie. The marshal? Yeah. I like when the marshal oh, comes. Oh, the marshal. That is a great scene, actually. And, and he gives that speech. Yeah, that is a really good scene. That That is good. That's like a holy fuck moment. Like, you think shit's going to be bad? Well, you better have this wrapped up by the time we get back. I love the way that that guy delivers his monologue there where he's just like, he's like, you know what? I'm not, a, I'm not an idealist. I understand there's going to be some level of corruption. Like, yeah. so one gang is fine, but there can't be two son. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to come back to the town in 20 days. And if there's two gangs, well, pretty soon there's going to be no gangs. <laughs> like he delivers it so well. Yeah. Um, and that's what kind of like lifts this movie up. Right. Because like I said, there's, I, I, I could definitely use a couple more shootouts in this movie cause they're very, spaced out mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think that would liven it up a little, mm-hmm. but when you get all these little scenes, the actors in them are really delivering. So it, it keeps you invested even when you're like, okay, this feels like maybe I should be bored right now, but then this guy is doing a good, good dialogue delivery. And I don't know, it kind of kept me going. Uh, it's been a while since I watched it. So I was glad to think, Oh, you know what? This is, this is fun movie, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is fun. I mean, yeah, I think it is very much a TV style movie. It's fun. It's just a fun watch. It's not great. It's not bad. It's kind of a weird. Yeah, it's it's a, it's weird to, hard to nail down kind of like what is this? What a, where do I put this kind of thing? But I think like anytime there is a shootout like like we mentioned before, I love how over the top these people fly. Oh yeah. It's just it's so I mean, good. You know, you got McLean. I want to call him McLean. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Willis. He's got the two guns. And this, like, it, it feels so informed by Wu to me, the, the way that Will Hill shot the uh, action in this. Uh, there's a scene later once he he, fl- he flips sides. You know, he keeps flipping. He's giving information. He's yeah. feeding these guys this to, to try to set things up to a boiling point. And he's now he's working with the Irish guys after initially working with the Italians. And... They're like, okay, you go watch. We've got the girl, our girl put aside because she'd already been kidnapped at one point by the Italians. Yeah. Uh, she's out at this house out on the edge of town somewhere. Go make sure she's safe. I think this scene is so funny. He like shows up at the house where they've sent him. There's a bunch of the Irish gang there watching her. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, 12 guys, something like that. Yeah, they're all eating around the table. Yeah, eating dinner. He comes in the door. They all stop and look at him and he's like, the girl upstairs then and they all just pull out their guns because of course yeah he's been sent there by their boss but they don't even know that he works for them right <laughs> so exactly. they're like gonna shoot him so he just blows them all away i love that he's able to just shoot <laughs> like 12 15 guys by himself it's i know so like, ridiculous the other guys are getting shots off but none of them hit him really yeah no yeah yeah i right. think he gets i think he takes a bullet later a little bit later in oh. the movie but yeah but out of these 12 guys, he's able to like just unload. And I love that he's just, he's constantly just like going through bullets like crazy. He empties clips. I don't know where he's getting all these clips from. Quickly, he snaps in two more clips. Boom, 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 boom. Like he's just shooting guys like nuts. I love later when Christopher Walken comes out and he's like, he's like, you know, tell me how, how is it that so-and-so didn't even get a shot off? Yeah, he's like, like sniffing like, the gun. He's like, oh yeah, must have. Must not have time, because <laughs> he tells yeah. them a story. He spins them a story like, "Oh, it was uh, it was Straussy and his gang. They must have come and taken her or whatever." Because he's he's let the Mexican girl go. He's given her a car and let her go. Yeah. Uh, as we learn, that's his weakness: is these women. He's helping. He's helping the Italian prostitute girl that is, you know, with Straussy. He's helping the Mexican girl that's been abducted by <laughs> David Patrick Kelly. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. He just seems to be, that's his thing. You help the damsel in distress, which is what, what yeah. the old timey pulpy totally. guy does, right? Totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think what's some other great stuff before we get into like the big shootout uh, at the end. Well, they, they end up catching him and they figure that he, that he must have been the one who killed all the guys after all. And they beat the living like shit yeah. out of him. So he's like a pulpy mess, bloody, gross mess. Yeah, and they have that one giant. 
yeah. mobster. Yeah, and just kicking his ass. Um, and then they they throw him in some like storage room to lock him up in there. And he hides himself in like a. It's so like stupid. <laughs> they they come in. They're like, huh? Where'd he go? What? It's gotta be around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he pops out and grabs the one guy and uses that him as a shield. Yeah, yeah, and shoots the other guy. He had to shoot the other guy like ten times. I feel like the guy just like kept <laughs> staying on his feet and taking another shot. I know. It's funny. Um, yeah, I love the violence level for sure. Uh, and then he's all bloody. They they kidnap William Sanderson's character because they're like, oh, you're the one who's keeping him safe somewhere and helping him heal up. Yeah. And you got the bandages and all this. They beat him up and now he's got to go save his buddy, this this stupid little bartender guy. Um, <laughs> he's all like he's all like fucked up when he goes into this final shootout. Like he's got his eyes are all swollen up from getting yeah beat up and everything. Still doesn't stop him he's able to come in and just blast motherfuckers i mean this is definitely one of those movies where the good guy just has endless amount of bullets Mm -hmm. and everything he shoots is like a bullseye yeah and he doesn't miss everything the bad guy shoot he just goes around him (laughs) right i think he takes one bullet in this in the side or something there yeah in that scene so which whatever like i'm if this is the kind of movie it is i'm totally on board yeah, and this is where you're talking about too, where we're seeing more of the guys flying over the bar when he shoots yeah. them out the windows and stuff, and yeah. it's just really fun to watch these shootouts. And I remember that was the thing when I, at the time when I saw it, I was, I was like, "This is fucking awesome! <laughs> this is this is what made me put pen to paper, James." Yeah, wow. I <laughs> gotta mean, write more of this. I just I would love to know what your sequel. Oh man, I wish I had it. Like, still. because at the end, I mean, everyone's dead, right? Don't they like what yeah, happens I just at had, the end? I just had Bruce Willis moving on because, you know, at the end of the movie, skipping ahead a little bit, you know, he's like, there's always something else that pops up, you know, like another Doesn't, opportunity. Isn't he going to Mexico, though? Yeah, I think he's on his way to Mexico, right? So he just repeats it in Mexico. Yeah, I think that's what Basically. I where I started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just like the further adventures of this character. John Smith, as he, the name he John gives. John Smith. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Smith, if that is your name. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's shooting all those guys. And then, you know, we have one of another one of, uh, what's the Doyle's right hand guys is Jack McCool played by RD call. <laughs> another rec- very recognizable character. actor. Jack McCool. Uh, he goes up, chases him up to the room where William Sanderson is tied up and William Sanderson gives him like the eyes, like. He's like he's over there, kind of thing, because he's yeah. hiding in the dresser or the the wardrobe, and you know, blasts the shit out of him, and he leaves the Tommy gun hanging, and he's like, "There's a message for Hickey. Come, come see me at the Roadhouse, Slim's Roadhouse, <laughs> <laughs> it's for the final shootout showdown." I mean, this is very Sergio Leone kind of stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, but even that final shootout, isn't there like they have a conversation? Yeah, so they come the three of them, and he's got he's got the silent, uh, you know, deputy Bob that's there throughout the movie. Silent right. Bob is that really his name? Silent Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, never says a word, right? He's but he's always right. around, like listening, eavesdropping, and shit. Uh, man, I'm just sorry. I thought back to that scene with that Marshall guy giving that speech, where he's like, 
He's like, you know, and uh, we've got the sheriff here and might be fair to say he's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the way he delivers that. Anyway, uh, so he's got Bob and Hickey and Doyle show up. And it's just him there to have a final shootout. And that's when Doyle goes on his big speech about how we could, we're the survivors. Yay, we won. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. He's such a little weirdo. Let's and go find the girl. Let's go find her. You, you think you know where she is? We can find her in those Mexico mountains. Uh, such a weird, sad obsession. I think like Hickey, I'm surprised. <laughs> like, didn't Why wouldn't Hickey have like taken over the gang at, at this point from this guy who's obviously kind of inept like his whole obsession is just becomes about the girl and not about yeah i know winning the war although they do like they have that scene where they go out to that roadhouse and they blow away all the the entire italian gang i honestly think like hickey is that kind of like you know he's your right hand man he's like number two but he's never going to be more than that because he's just really good at being a, the number two guy yeah he's, he's, and he's kind of psychotic yeah he's really good at he's not he, really a planner he's a guy who picks up a tommy gun yeah. and shoots it all around the room with he, a bunch of people <laughs> in it and he's like is he better than that he loves killing people and just being crazy yeah and we had that that earlier scene where he went down to mexico confronted the 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 mexican police that had had uh, betrayed right. the Doyle gang for yeah. the Straussy gang. And he blows a bunch of guys away with a Tommy gun there. And he does this sort of, I guess this is his like signature thing where he puts the Tommy gun down and he's like, he's turns like, his back. Yeah. You know, Maybe you're the type of guy shooting under a man in the back, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And of course they go for yeah. it and he spins around and kills them. And so he tries to do that again at the end. Um, after William Sanderson kills Doyle, he's just, he just shoots him while he's in the middle of his, big speech and he's like all right i'm i'm done now i just wanted to get him back <laughs> for what he's done to my town <laughs> it's so uh, ridiculous it's so ridiculous um and of course hickey does that thing where he yeah, puts he does the gun the down he's like i don't know if you're the kind of guy <laughs> shoots a man in the back <laughs> yeah uh and he starts walking away and of course he spins around and then Bruce Willis is fast as lightning in this fucking movie. Like he's yeah, like I, the he's like the quick draw McGraw. Like, but I'm pretty sure it isn't like at the end there when he does that when he turns around. And, uh, isn't Bruce Willis like pointing the gun at Christopher Walken already? Yeah, he's already pointing at him. So it's like you're supposed to catch him by surprise or something. But by turning around, <laughs> spinning around so quickly. <laughs> And drawing another it's gun. It's like those Western things. It's like who can, you know, some there's a guy who can draw so fast. That he, it's like, you know, Clint Eastwood in these movies where he can shoot five guys' guns out of their hands or something before they even get a shot off. Yeah. Um, and I guess Hickey thinks he's he's that fast. I guess. You mean like my name is nobody? That guy is fast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like super fast. He's super fast. Bugs Bunny fast. <laughs> <laughs> they need him together him and the john smith character immediately honestly <laughs> honestly i feel like they could have done a little bit of that in this it is it's borderline like the other movie that i thought of while i was watching this was um that quick in the dead that sam raimi western oh yeah there's a bit of it there's a bit of a similarity there so, the whole thing is in the one town it's about these shootouts and, so that movie i always every now and then i come across that movie i'm like fuck i, I want to watch this movie but then i'm like no i don't like you've never seen it i have seen it it's a fun movie it's a fun movie but again it's, where it's like a stacked cast and all these but it's parts. like 
there's other movies I want to watch. You well, know? I'm going to have to pick it one of these days. But, it, but it's one of fun. those, it's one of those movies that like, yeah, if it comes on TV, I'm going to stop and watch. Right. It. Yeah. Right. So there's something to be said for those kind of movies. Totally. You can, anytime you could stop and watch it for at least 15, 20 minutes and, and have some fun with it. Yeah, definitely. If not end up sitting there and see, watching the whole thing. Right. Um, but yeah, so I think this is a fun movie. It is by no means a great movie, but it just, I don't know. It, it does the trick. It does, it does what it needs to do. Yeah. And if they had put out another one of these out, like a couple years later, I absolutely would have gone and <laughs> gone to see it. Further adventures. It's John Smith. Where does he go? Just to the next town. I had to write it because they didn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> what would have been good is a prequel. Oh this. yeah, prequel. Yeah, to see what happened to him before leading yeah. up to him getting there. Uh, but of course, I don't think this did all that well at the box office and, uh, and critically. I could have told you that. Yeah, critically, it didn't do very well. Um, I think it's. I think it's fun. I don't think it's as good as any of the other Walter Hill movies we've already done on the show. Right. I think they're all better. Um, but still fun. I'd still. Uh, yeah, exactly. If I if it's on cable in a couple years and I'm flipping channels, I'd absolutely stop and watch some scenes. Um, it's that just that kind of. So so on the on the computer, there's just like I'm on IMDb and it's kind of like running through the trailer. So that first shootout he has, the way that the way that gangsters have their guns, Mm -hmm. they have their guns where they have to reach inside their coat. Yeah, they reach their one arm to their other arm's armpit. Yeah, to pull the gun out. It just takes so long. How do you have a shootout? Like that, yeah. you know what I mean? It just seems clunky. Yeah, it would be because I don't think they really had shootouts like old west style. Those guys. no, but the first, the first like meetup, I know, they're it, literally it it, it having a shootout. a shootout. Yeah, it's like a, a quick draw kind of thing, and it's all set up like that. Like he goes and he stands in the door frame, yeah, and, like pulls his coat back, like, and the guy there. didn't even get his gun out of his holster. I know, and then Bruce Willis is just like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> like he's, it's just great. And off he goes, flying through the air, yeah, across the street, <laughs> across the road, and then he fires a bunch into the office where the rest of the guys are, like through the windows and yeah. stuff. So we see the broken window, like through the rest of the movie yeah, every time they're in. I there. like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird movie. It's definitely weird, but it, I, I find it enjoyable. Should we should we get to the ratings? Yeah, sure. Let's get to the ratings. All right. So I got plot. I got six. Action kills six. Pacing five. Quotes tropes six. Overall six. So uh, oh no, reaction six. Overall five point eight. All right, and I also had six for a plot. I had seven for action. Uh, I would have put it even higher, except there's just not enough of it. There needs to be at least a couple more scenes, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but I really like the way that it's shot in this movie. Uh, pacing, I had it a six. Quotes and tropes, I had it a seven. Mostly for tropes, because it is heavy on the... Yeah, it's pretty ...on tropey. the trope stuff, and I, I enjoyed it. And my my score is a six, and my overall, react, or my overall uh, score ends up being a 6.4. So I'm a little higher than you on this. Okay, so that's overall score... Of 6.1, which means we have a massive tie. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. Um, so at number 115, we have Die Hard 2, Mission Impossible, the first one, mm-hmm. uh, The Fifth Element, 
Marked for Death, fucking <laughs> banger. <laughs> the Punisher, 1989. Mm-hmm. Fun movie. Eraser, Action USA, Demolition Man, and Predators. Oh, yeah, Predators, plural. Yeah. I think, I don't know. My initial reaction is to put it maybe either just before or just after Eraser. I, was, I thought Eraser was fun, too, but I don't know. They're probably a similar level of entertainment value to me. Eraser's probably got more funny stuff, and it's a bigger movie with bigger action set pieces and stuff. Right. Um, so maybe I'd give it the edge. Okay. Predators is what? The island or the planet? It's like the, yeah, the planet where okay. they're, they're dropped there. Um, I would probably put it in front of Predators behind Demolition Man. Oh, okay, interesting. Action I mean, Demolition U- Man is a fun movie too. Action USA, I find I mean that's it's a really great. yeah, it's great and it's done for very little money. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of value. Demolition there. Man is just fucking weird and crazy and <laughs> hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um I can see I can see that too. Okay, so if you're behind Eraser, I'm behind Demolition Man. That means it goes in between Action USA and Demolition Man. Okay, fair enough. So that's new number 122 on the list. It's in the top 200 action films of all time. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not one that's going to be ranking on the, high, on, the, on the top of anybody's list, but... It's a good time. If you've seen all the Bruce Willis flicks, you've seen all the diehards a million times and you want something else from him, you know, you've seen Last Boy Scout, all that stuff, then then check this one out if you haven't seen it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a, it goes in the category of TV movie. Yeah. yeah. So a solid TV movie. Or if it's on Tubi or something well, like that. Not a TV movie like it was made for TV. No, no, just like you're like watching a, TV and it's on. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching Last Man Standing, I guess. <laughs> if you did. If you did. <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram at Action Action Podcast. You can find our list on Letterboxd at Action Action. Uh, you can also find us on Letterboxd. That's where you can get access to over 200 um, back catalog episodes so over 200 hours of listening and uh, action movie conversations. And depending on what level you join, you might get access to uh, bonus content and make us pick a movie like next week when we do, what is it? Yeah, we're going to do The Crow. For the Crow. S- Patreon pick for Sam. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, see ya. See ya.